It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show. of a very special guest. Returning guest. His name is Hans Uter. Last name is spelled U-T-T-E-R. And this will be our fifth show in the series we've been talking about. Title of it is MK Ultra for the Masses. Music is the weapon for Manson to the technotronic control state. He was my most popular guest last month for sure. Uh, this today is June 7th. So it seems like we've been doing this on a monthly basis. But uh, last time we talked about some really interesting stuff we were talking about in the pre-show about how important it is to kind of see this MK Ultra stuff going on with the whole rat studies and things like that. Like I was able to pull up that video and talk about it. But we have some interesting people and things today. GGL, we're going to talk about that so. You're a little so if you're a little sensitive or uh, have kids in the background, I wouldn't have this running in the background if we're going to talk about Gigi Allen, uh, the notorious Gigi Allen. So, Hans Uter, welcome back to the show. Hey, William, it's great to be here. And it's uh, you know, I just put this, I won't say through it, but I, I put it together. And just today, I just got uh, whatever inspired. Well, well. You know, with this, you know, subject matter, you know, you, you know, you see that it's very complex. In one way, it's very simple, but you know, you, you want to get details and points. So this is sort of, you could say it's the same thing, but it's another way of looking at it that will, if we get through the whole PowerPoint, will actually lead to the actual technotronic control grid with what it actually is going to be with actual, you know, details of it. But I just want to open up with the, you know, just a sentiment that. All these things are possible and, in fact, are liable to occur once you the focus of your life becomes just yourself and it's not for something not only greater than yourself, but, um, you know, you if you don't have or at least moving towards an understanding or realization of what you call God or the, you know, whatever universal source or anything – um, you know, you're driven by these, these types of delusionary actions. Um, and that's what all this is. Even all the, uh, all this, you know, everything from COVID to, to, you know, to, you know, Manson murders to the serial killer phenomena, but what's it driven by? It's driven by this des- desire to control nature, to become God, right? Because you have to have some humility. Humility is different from low self-esteem it's different from you have the ultimate confidence because of your source but but this is basically what it leads to so um gg allen um 
I wanted to just lead off with Gigi Allen just because um, um, before we play this clip, I wanted to just read uh, a couple quotes from him because Gigi, um, so people aren't familiar with Gigi Allen. So he was the, um, you know, I, I, well, I describe him as the sort of the ultimate complete integration of the total do without welding, right? The total integration of quote unquote freedom within the hedonistic paradigm, right? Um, and, you know, actually very sad story in, I mean, but, well, I'll let you talk about Gigi Allen, but real quick, I mean, his, I mean, his name was Jesus Christ Allen. So his, his birth name was Jesus Christ Allen. And I'm just going to read his last interview before he died. Quote, I am the underground Messiah. If you have kids, they're my kids. I'm going to own those kids. Next quote. I am the king. I am the Messiah. I rule the rock and roll underground. I'm bringing us to a revolution against the government, against the police, against any form of society that's putting us down. Um, so, so that was, uh, and he, he said, he's, you know, just like process church, I'm God and Satan at the same time. Um, but basically he was a completely normal person um, until I think I forget 18 years old or something like that. And his, his older brother decided to like, you know, literally, you know, dose him, you know, lace his Kool-Aid with LSD. He went crazy. He was never the same since after that. Now that could be a cover story, but go ahead and roll the, the clip. And you want to throw something in about him before you. Well, I was just going to say, there's a really good documentary done in 1993. And we were talking the pre-show was directed by Todd Phillips, who just made, the most recent Joker, I guess, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who won the Best Actor. But that's how, how back, how far back his career goes. But I highly recommend that. It's definitely not for, you know, uh, the weak. <laughs> it's really rough. And uh, but it's interesting, like you said, this is like the encapsulation of Do It That Wilt. Like almost like a, he was almost like a beast. Like, well, but and- see, Joker, right? Joker is Gigi Allen. Right, they're almost the same character. I mean, in different ways, right? They're both they've both been wounded. They're both rebelling against the system. They both have no rules, no boundaries. They're they're both you know posited as heroes, right? You know what I mean? And so that's right. the but that's that's very interesting that he's the first guy. And I you know always you know again it's very you know this whole um, as we'll get into right the influencing machine. You know the the network of the tra- taking us through television, which was developed by an occultist, using um, putting the mind into a partial dream state that can last for up to two weeks. There's a lot of research done on television. So this is the the uh, there's uh, the the la paradise artificial, right? The artificial paradise, which you know you have the opium eaters, you know all the you know, romantic poets, and they're talking about that. Charles Baudelaire, the flower, you know, the flowers of evil, right? Flower de Mall, right, yeah. But these, but, but, and we'll play some clips. I've got some amazing clips from uh, Owsley and from, um, from, uh, you know, Jerry, again, more, more about Jerry. But, I mean, why not hear these guys talk about what they're doing in their own words? Far more compelling to me trying to implant that above them, right? But, this, you, you, this stuff is interconnected. It's interlocked. But 
at, at the fundament, it is a choice, right? You, you know, you make that choice on your own mind. But the fact is that how Gigi Allen, how this guy was, well, you know, I mean, we'll see in this movie real quick. But this guy, he was, I mean, audiences would physically attack him. He was hated. He was one of the worst, most awful musicians you could imagine. And, and you know, um, and, you know, one of his things is he, well, as I mentioned to William before the show started, he would always strip naked, run around naked. And he, um, not to be too uh, blunt here, but he had a very small, na- nature wasn't that kind, you know, for certain parts of his anatomy. But he would strip naked and he would, you know, throw his own feces at the audience. I mean, like a monkey in a cage, right? So he would do this stuff, yet he got major, major national media attention. He was promoted. He was, so go ahead, roll, yeah, roll it. He was on talk shows. He would like, uh, I think he knocked his own teeth out with a microphone, bleed on himself, like super heavy duty type but, of punk but, stuff. He was, dude, I mean, there's, you know, there's a, I was going to make a joke. I won't do it. Um, I just self-edited. But this interesting, another interesting point is that if you're watching on Rockfin, this is actually a real replica. It's not. It's it's John Wayne Gacy doing a picture of Gigi Allen. Like the, these guys are connected. That's yeah, really and it's connected. Yeah. But that is for those people. That, oh yeah. Sorry, I, I I didn't have the you full screen. I didn't see that. Wow. So that's John Wayne Gacy's painting of Gigi Allen. Yeah, I just confirmed that, yeah. Oh my god, dude. He painted that, it for this this uh this documentary. But, you know, again, it's like not that um uh, you know, I'm sorry. How do, how do I can I make it uh full screen? I'm not getting the full screen for the, the Let me uh, see if I can get this. Oh, oh no, I got it. I got it. You can click that little box on the yeah, bottom yeah, right. Yeah. So so John Wayne Gacy doing a picture of Gigi Allen, but again, how many people are trying to make it in the music world, right? How many people really, really suck, okay? How many people do crazy stuff on stage? You know, lots. Okay, how many people, you know, punk rock, extremely alienating music. He got more press and promotion than, you know, thousands of artists, you know? I mean, literally, I mean, he had international publicity, and he was completely, like, you know, anyone's ever been in music, like the local, even you go up to regional, you know, clubs, right? You know, go up to your 2,000-seat auditoriums. Most likely, you're not going to get any kind of, you'll never get national news, ever. And you can even have a very solid career doing that. How did this guy, you know what I mean, from the most squalid, deprived, depraved, depraved, sorry, deprived, depraved, depraved, whatever, un- underbelly. Okay. Oh. Yeah, but that, and depraved, yeah. but but how did this guy suddenly get promoted? Like, what did he have to offer? Nothing, they, you know. But and there's you know, Iggy Pop was rolling around on you know the, the self abuse on stage. You know, it's not it's not new. It's not like he was reinventing the wheel. But of course, he took it to the next level. So yeah, he was like the most ultimate performance art artist ever. Like he'll like he earned himself the very pinnacle, bigger than Abramovich. Or any of these other people like this guy went all the way, man. Really crazy, really something else. Yeah, Gacy was put to death the next year, so he made this uh, picture of Allen and then died. I think he drew a couple of things of G.G. Allen. It's well, weird. Well, Gacy is in prison. How would he even know about this "quote unquote" obscure, ultra underground artist? Okay, how many you know 
Okay, go ahead. Let's go ahead and yeah. Okay, let me let me let me let me oh. switch over the um sound here real quick, and then we'll play this. But you know, I have not just talking about this. I have not looked into how did he become famous? Who promoted him behind the scenes? Right? Because somebody had to. Right. Can you hear this? Let's see if this goes through. Let's see if this goes through. And by the way, um, one thing about this guy, uh, there's no audio. Can you hear that? I cannot. Okay. So one thing about this guy is he didn't, he never bathed. I mean, you could smell him a hundred feet away. I mean, he, you know, he was extremely foul smelling. You know what I mean? Like he did not bathe at all. He was like someone in media. Yeah, all this like ranting and raving. And can, can, can you? You can't get the audio to work. I'm trying it? to. I'm, uh, violent man in rock and. Our first guest, Gigi Allen, has been called the most violent man in rock and roll. Some of what you're about to hear may not be suitable for children. Also, four nights after Gigi Allen taped this broadcast, he gave his last concert here in New York. As usual, his performance was fraught with the onstage violence that had become his trademark. The next day, Gigi Allen was found dead. A police investigation is underway into the cause of his death, but a drug overdose is suspected. What follows is Gigi Allen's last interview. Parental discretion is strongly advised. This rock musician says he has more power over your children than you do. That's such a, a, a fierce, intense fire burning inside of me. It just was, was so much that just wants to explode. Gigi Allen brags he's on his way to becoming the leader, the messiah for America's youth. He already claims to have a million followers. Wherever he goes, he plays to sell out crowds. And this is what they see. Concerts filled with violence, bloodshed, and sexual assault. Gigi Allen wants to lead America's young people in a bloody revolution to take over the country. And he says nothing can be done to stop him. Why is that, Gigi? Nobody will stop me because I am the true underground messiah. When you come to my show, you're going to a war. And I'm out for violence, chaos, un lawlessness all the way. I don't care about anybody or anything except for myself and my mission. And your kids out there, if you've got kids out there, they're going to be my kids. I'm going to own those kids. They're going to do anything that I say. And why is that? Why do they do anything you say? Because I'm the king. And they can identify with me because the real, true, nonconformist children in this country are sick and tired of their parents, their schools, their people force-feeding them what to do. I am the answer. When they listen to my lyrics and they listen to my songs, they're listening to the way okay. that it really should be. And you know that and I know that. So don't brain because your kids are my kids all right let me i don't mean any disrespect here i had never heard of you before we were going to do this show okay and i did a lot of reading about you all right now i want to know is this you seriously mean what you're saying absolutely this is not i've act. been doing this ever since i was a child i have been this is what you see is what you get i do this when i wake up tomorrow morning i'll still smell the same way i'll still look the same way this is not a show this is not that i am that guy now do you okay do you honestly believe yes. that you're a charismatic figure? I believe that I am the king. I am the messiah. I rule the rock and roll. And I'm bringing us to a revolution against the government, against the police, against any form of society that is trying to put us down and restrict us in any way, shape, or manner. You cannot conform. You must be a true nonconformist. To hell with what your parents have to say. Okay, okay. I am the man. Okay. So all you have to do is listen to what I have to say. Okay, well, who told you you were the Messiah? I said I was. Okay. And I, I wish uh, we'd hear it, but I mean, that is, 
this is what, you know, sickness infested with sick sickness and violence. It consisted you know, of living in a log cabin in the northern woods of New Hampshire with father, mother, and brother. He so sounds like an MK Ultra, doesn't he? The, the story about the LSD dose by his elder brother is probably apocryphal, right? Right. Mentally sick with asthma, so sickly kid, emotionally uncomfortable conditions within a cabin. Surrounding air was suffocated in destruction. Father hated light. Oh, man, that was weird. His dad was strange. We were more like prisoners than a family. We were prisoners to father, and father was a prisoner of himself. Yeah, but but is that is that true, right? I mean, is that, that's what he's saying. You know, he actually... See, so remember that, that whole thing of the destruction of the family unit, right? Right. Project the enemy... And outside, but um, so go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I'm just trying to like, like, he just went so deep. He looks actually kind of semi normal here. Like, he looks like he looks like that guy, Rick Springfield. Yeah, he's not a bad looking guy, he just destroyed himself. Gigi Allen, and uh, yeah, let's see. But he was, he's, you know, he, he would no talent as a musician, zero. You know, I mean, he's not a musician. I mean, if you define music, yeah, I guess you could, you know, you know what I mean? But he was not talented. I mean, he had terrible, terrible, um, you know, used ter- you know, just everything was was not good about his music. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yep. You were no. muted. Pretty fine. Okay, let's see. Let's go to the, let's do the, uh, let's do this. Gigi Allen is definitely not working. Well, that's, that's, I mean, he, 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 would you, can get, you hear me now? Yes, I, I can hear you fine. Yeah. I've been hearing you fine, actually, the whole time. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, yeah, it's just that, that, that guy was really something else. He was just, died at 36, lived fast, die young. At the end of that documentary, he overdoses and dies. Like, that's how documentary ended it's incredible yeah it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Almost like so, 36, yeah. 9, 36, right? Yeah, and the GG's what's a 77. I don't know how much into the occult he was, but well, the 77 that keeps popping up. It, well, I, I did, I didn't do much of it, but you see this numerology popping up with like all these different dates, you know what I mean? And and, and for the uh, you know, the the operation, you know, and so the actually just one before we start, one thing I'll say is that the 70s really there was actually way more unrest. And stuff going on in the 70s than there were the 60s. The 60s were just the precursor, right? They were just the gateway drug, so to speak. But the 60s, I mean, we are still under that, the same thing, you know, right now. I mean, it's, you know, but um, so I'll just read the title. Uh, Alchemical Networks and Schismogenesis. Pretty cool title. At least I think. Uh, wider Applications of Implemented Social and Mental Manipulation Protocols. 
So, um, right. We talked about Schizmo's Genesis in the last episodes too. How to create this? Like, was Gigi Allen Schizmo genified? <laughs> well, completely. Um, and the thing is, though, you have to look at this. You know, there's a Frank Zappa song. Um, I, it's all I forget what album it's off of, but it's uh, it's like I want to be, I want to do nothing and see nothing. I want to just lay around all day. I want to be free. I want. He has all these sort of, you know, just um, really like Gigi Allen. Like, so you're gonna be free from the system by defecating on yourself, by getting beaten up, by breaking your body, by just horrible, horrible self abuse, and yet saying you're a god and Christ and everything. The thing is that he's articulate and intelligent, but it almost seems like everything he says is almost part of the same script. You know what I mean? Like the amount of drugs this guy was doing, I, I don't know. How, you know, it's. But anyways, we'll go continue. But that's um, that that's the that's your free freedom, right? You follow this path. There's your freedom. Uh, it doesn't. You know, what are you free from? You're a prisoner. Um, yeah, anyways, so right. It's his version of freedom, right? It's like free of, from all restraint. Which is the to rock and roll, which is do what thou wilt. Yeah, totally cruelly, yeah, 100%. Do what thou wilt. Um, and, well, how about Kinsey, right? Is I, I bet Gigi Allen and Kinsey would have... Uh, oh, they would have had fun yeah. together. <laughs> was Allen bisexual or what was his what was his, his, uh, his interest? I don't know what his predilections were. Besides his extremely small willy, I don't know much about his sex life. <laughs> Just that was like, dude, if I'm gonna run around, yeah, naked, I would not do it like that. No, I'm just kidding. But but I know I don't know anything about his sex life. Yeah, um, he he liked people to he like cropophilia. This kind of gets graphic. He liked people, right? He liked that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, just like right. totally like to totally degrade yourself. So that's like Crowley too, right? That's exactly that, what they said about Crowley's kind of behavior. Was really. Copperphilia and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But but he saw himself as a god right through this degradation. He, right, he this is all it's all Crowley. He, I wonder if he read Crowley. You know, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Well, see, he's he, you always have to look. You know, Gigi Allen. We know about him, right? Again, J.C. Allen to Gigi Allen, um, seven seven. Uh, um, but uh, we only know about him because of how he he got hit the media. Um, you know, presenting him in his image or his story, his narrative. But they give him a, they don't, I mean, he's given, like, glove treatment. You know what I mean? Like, soft, you know, like, and, and it's like, you know, anybody that goes against him in the mainstream media is more like, you know, the kid watching it, oh, this guy really stands up to authority. I want to be like Gigi, you know, well, hopefully not. But anyways. Um, it says here on his bio that, Stated that he could sleep with 12, 13, and 16 year old girls, boys, boys, and animals, and claimed that he raped both women and men at his concerts. And that's from the Jane Whitney show. That was what we were just watching. Jesus, man. He's wow. not in jail. Jesus. Yeah. So I guess he says that on the show. Let me see if I can bring that back up. Sure, but you sure the audience has audio from that? Yeah, they don't. They don't. But I'll see if the CC will come out. No, you're, come it's just muted. YouTube is muted. See that? YouTube. All right, let's try that. Yeah. See, I can hear that. You can't hear that? No. Yeah, see, I hear this. 
I can see this caption. It's fun. Yeah, it says, I am God. That's what he says here. I'm the Messiah. Messiah, yeah. His dad used his dad was totally um his dad was unstable. But his dad that's how he got the name Jesus. It's from his dad. Pursuit of pleasure into a religion they religion they are a total hedonist. Stay out all night, do drugs and party. Oh, that's different, I think. Hold on, is he No, oh, I that's think it's different. other guests on the show. Yeah, so there's other guests. But he was on I think, that's, I think he's on the show with that kid who was like the party kid who killed somebody. Remember that story? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like one yeah. of these is one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. The, the, yeah. That guy right there. Yep. Yeah. Party guy who like killed somebody and cut him up. This is just a crazy. Yeah, it's that, that dude on the left. I think is the guy who like killed yeah. somebody and cut him up in his yes, bathtub. Yes, 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 he is. Oh my god. Oh my god. They're, they're all on the same show. That is wild. Okay, so there's Gigi Allen. Is he gonna? Oh, there he pops back up. There he is, Jane Whitney show. Columbus, Ohio. Oh my god, so yeah, crazy. But this is his whole entourage. That's yeah, the whole squad, and they're all screaming at each other. Oh my gosh! He's, you're wow. talking about rape on TV, and, and nothing's happening. Yeah. Right. What was that guy's name? The Party Boy. Oh god, he's such a he's so creepy, man. They're horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean But I watched a documentary on that party kid, right? And there was this whole yeah. I mean, there is a very vast sort of social scene with a complex hierarchy and all that, you know what I mean? So um He's out of jail too. The guy who's the party boy is already out. Like that dude who is, I think one of these guys is him. Wow, they're all there together. That is shocking. Maybe it says it in this in these things. JG. I don't know. Well, we can leave this. Uh, okay. We'll right. move into the meat. This was like a... Well, that's, that's something to take a look at uh, another time. Party boy. What was that guy's name? He was from... He's yeah. from New York, right? Yeah. What did they call him? Party killer? Or did he did he move to New York from the Midwest or something? God. Yeah, but I, I watched it, you know. But yeah, they had a whole scene on they were connected, but yeah. So okay, yeah. did you bring up the PowerPoint? Excellent. Dive in. I want to try to get to the future from the past. So we slide one. Okay. So if you oh actually if you could roll Let's this the, uh, the uh, can you go back? Yeah, uh, the, yeah. I'll go let me show. pull up the Vimeo. Yeah. So so the influencing machine is very interesting. This is one of the, the uh, well, you, I wish I could hear it, unfortunately. But I'm uh, going to try to pull it up. Yeah, yeah you, you can actually just lead off with that. Um, but this was basically um, the idea of this influencing machine was experienced by people all around the world. It was considered like one of the basic sort of... Um, protocols of diagnosing schizophrenia but yeah if you drop that uh that video we can okay i'm trying to get it in there there it is brooke gladstone on the media can you see that let me see that there it is that's her i don't know if the audio is going to come through let me see if i can get this thing 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the, what tell, explain what this is. What's the influencing machine? So the influencing machine was sort of an outbreak that happened all around the world. Okay? Um, this has to do with the uh, both electricity and radio. Okay? And it became um, around 1919 uh, via Vistagratosk um, describing you know different patients who said they had they were being influenced by an influencing machine they were getting signals beamed into their heads um and and, and it was uh, but it was a mass phenomenon and if that you know it became part of the the literature um basically it had to do with these complicated dreams that were controlling the world um, an influencing machine projected as a representation. So this famous dancer, um, what is her name? Uh, Natija, or not famous, but she said it was like her, um, it, it, it eliminate parts of the body, change of their organs, um, they, uh, de-objectify, de-realize, basically, but being controlled by these complex machines. Also talking about somatic paranoia. Um, and, and so there are many people, and it was an app, you know, an apparatus connected also with the genital organ, primarily, but um, all, all over the world. So it's quite interesting. And it was the, it, you know, right when you have a, electrical, and by the way, electrical wiring can be signal carrier for all kinds of frequencies, right? So your household wiring can, it's not just electricity can carry, right? So you can wow. send all kinds of frequencies. But you have people saying that there's a, even if they had never heard radio, they were getting these dreams and these delusions, and they, and they said it was affecting their body and their body in the world. That's what's very important, right? It's, wow. it's somatic paranoia. Um, so, yeah, if you could play that um, that that uh, the video now, of course, it's it's you know it's it's written out as the you know influencing machine is written or described as just a type of you know it's a mental illness. It's like how you describe schizophrenia. But it's, it's connection as we go further will, I think, is is almost startling if you see when I we reach the end of this uh, presentation. But, yeah, if you could play that clip. Right, I, let, me, let me try to get it to play. Let's try it. Let's go back here. Mac speakers. You're sure the audience is getting your, your sound? I wish I could hear it, man. Oh, there we go. Can you hear that? Yeah, I think I heard it. Yep. Okay. Let's go. Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brooke Gladstone, co-host of Public Radio's On the Media. 
Throughout the history of media, there is a recurring theme that the media are controlling our minds. With every new technology, the belief grows stronger that we are in the thrall of external devices. But I reject that idea. Consider the case of Natalia A., who is being treated by Victor Tausk, a disciple of Sigmund Freud. Natalia believes she is under the spell of an electrical apparatus operated by a rejected suitor. She's deaf and mute, so she writes her story down. For six years he's tormented me. The power of his device extends all the way from Berlin to Vienna. I can see it. I can hear it. It's like a coffin lid, but with my shape. Whenever he strikes the machine, my body breaks. And whenever he twists the dial, my head aches. When he strokes the machine, I, I feel... My mother is controlled by a machine, too. So are my friends. But they don't know it. They can't see it. I can't bear it. I want to run away. The machine is so simple now. No arms... No legs, no sexual organs, no sexual feelings, no. Tausk sees in Natalia a familiar syndrome whereby people project their own fantasies onto imaginary infernal devices. He writes his groundbreaking treatise on the origins of the influencing machine in schizophrenia. The patient obviously seeks not to recognize herself in the influencing machine, and thus in self-protection, she disinvests it of all human features. In short, the less human the appearance of the delusion, the less does she recognize herself in it. Tausk invents a new concept to describe what victims of the syndrome have lost. Identity. They no longer know who they are. They have shattered themselves into fragments and projected the shameful bits onto the influencing machine. That is my metaphor for how we see the media. We feared the telegraph, the radio, the television, the computer. Heck, Socrates even disdained writing. But I believe the media are mirrors, a mess of mirrors. And what we fear is not the machine but the reflection. Wow. So this is the origin of the, the influencing machine and in schizophrenia right here. Here's the book by Tausk. Can you hear me? No, you're uh, muted. Let's get that out. Actually, I was, the video played for like two seconds and it turned off. I was actually listening to it myself. I was playing, okay. playing it separately. So yeah, go ahead. It's really, but there was a whole, um, there's that guy, uh, what is it, um, uh, Feinstein, you know, the the uh, electric rainbow, he says, like, you know, the, uh, I think that is, like, he talks about, Furstenberg, Arthur Furstenberg, <laughs> talks about the, uh, you know, the electricity and the, the ra- you know, radio, you know, generating all these illnesses. But go ahead, I mean, as we go through this, right, you see this idea, you're being controlled remotely, you're becoming a machine. The ultimate end as um, Zizek, uh, Slavov Zivik, you know, the, the philosopher, mm-hmm. I, I did some, I read some stuff for his journal or whatever, but uh, one of these um, conferences he had, it was in Nashville, he said, which is a great thing, he said, the ultimate end of se- sexual liberation is the complete elimination of all sexuality, right? Wow. You have no sexual organ. 
you know, you, you go to the extreme level of sex, it it's gone. It self-destructs. And that's what she's, uh, the Natology is describing. Interesting, interesting. This is interesting, too. It says here, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, right? That's Menlo Park. Narrator Chief Bromden believes the psychiatric ward in which he is committed, including the staff, is a machine in the service of a broader combine. His name for a technological society. This portrayal has been described as one of the best-known fictional examples of an influencing machine patient. <laughs> were you ever? Were you ever? Like, uh, did you ever confirm that Bateson worked at the Menlo Park Veterans I Hospital? Did, yeah, yeah, he did. Bateson worked there. Yeah, that's just off the charts. That is yeah, awesome. I, I mean, but but the influencing machine. So here's what I, you know, one thing that you know people aren't aware of um, is that there was very very advanced. You know, you look at all the science fiction, you look at, you know, H.G. Wells, you look at, um, not H.G. Wells, um, Arthur, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I mean, there were, you you know, I mean, they knew about the brain. They were doing brain surgery. They had advanced, some very advanced technologies in the 1880s, 1890s, right? 1870. I mean, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, and, you know, if you look at radio, you know, radio was kept sort of under the radar for a long time. But... Uh, anyways, it is very interesting, though, that why all these people would have the exact same delusion all of the world over decades, right? You know, and, and, and becoming like it. So basically, instead of analyzing, well, what changed? It's like you can see that, you know, the the uh, autism rates, you know, just it just happened by itself. But and if you put that on a on a graph with um, with uh, the, the rate of childhood vaccination, they basically follow each other. That's just, that just an accident, right? But but the, the, what I like about that little clip is that it, it's also like saying, oh, look how crazy they are, right? Look how cra- these people are. Cra- and I'm not, you know, saying they're not crazy or whatever, but, um, you know, there's lots of, you know, in a lot of this stuff, you, not much left, on the web, even now in libraries, right? There's a lot of our history and knowledge is being removed. Um, now, of course, the influencing machine that this has done, um, the particular individual um, is, you know, espousing, look at these crazy people. But it's when this, you never heard of the influencing machine in, in uh, you know, in, in 1850 or 1890 or 1750 or 1910. You heard it when, Radio networks and elect and electrical grids were set up, right? And not everybody accessed those grids either, right? Not, I mean, it wasn't like everybody had a radio. It wasn't like you know. I mean, you know, there's people who still don't have cell phones or don't even never been on the internet, right? But, but, but so and, and but if you look at just one of those um, and sort of log, I just ask everybody, you know, I, I don't. Um, I try not to make like speculative leaps, but just look at that one who flew the cuckoo's nest, the influencing machine. There's another um, link that I'll just, I mean, if you want me to uh, throw this up, I can bring it up is that there's a very early short story written by um, uh, Aldous Huxley's brother. Julian, Julian, Julian. Yeah. yeah. And and this is, um, I think it's like 1906 or something, but I'm just going to read a few quotes from this story. Okay. The experiments which excited most his imagination 
were those he was conducting into math telepathy. He had received his medical training at a time when abnormal psychology was still very unfashionable in England. This is from the fictional story um, written by Alice Huxley's brother again, so it's not okay. But luckily had been thrown in contact with a young doctor who was a keen student of hypnotism through whom he had been introduced to some of the great pioneers like Bramwell and Wingfield. As a result, um, he became a passable hypnotist himself with a fair knowledge of the literature. So the, this this particular story or book or whatever, this scientist guy is captured by these primitives in Africa. So this is him being held captive. But these they have this collective psychological mass hypnosis link in their society in this weird African tribe he's kidnapped by. But isn't that doesn't that first paragraph almost sound like a real person? Mass telepathy. In the early days of this captivity, he became interested in the sacred dances, which took place every night of full moon and regarded as appropriations of celestial powers. The dancers all belonged to a special sect. After a series of exciting figures symbolizing various activities of the chase, Warren Love, the leader, conducts his band to a ceremonial. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Beach. He then begins to make passes at them. And what impressed Hascombe Hascomb is the protagonist, the young doctor. Okay, was this, that after a few seconds suffice for all of them to fall back into a deep hypnosis against the ebony rail. It recalled, he said, the most startling cases of collective hypnosis recorded by the French scientists. The leader next passed from end to end of the bench to the other, whispering a brief sentence into each ear. He then, accorded to immemorial right, approached the priest king, and after having proclaimed, Lord of Majesty, command what thou wilt for thy dancers to perform. This is, this is before any radio existed. Aldous Huxley's brother, short story. Command what, this is quote, Lord of Majesty, Command what thou wilt for thy dancers to perform. The king would thereupon command some action which had previously been kept secret. The command was often to fetch some object or deposit it at the moon shrine or fight the enemies of the state. And this is what the company liked the most, to be some animal or bird. Whatever the command, the hypnotized men would obey it. 
for the leader's whispered words had been in order to hear and carry out what the king said. Okay, and it goes on and on. They proceeded, lunged in a symbolic way, at invisible memory. They threw themselves at invisible enemies or threw themselves on all fours and roared as lions or galloped like debras or danced as cranes. The command executed, they stood like stocks or stones. So they stopped, and then the hypnotic trigger is ended. And the witch doctor, okay, I'll, I'll read it now, touched each with a finger and said, wake. They woke limp, but conscious of having been the vessels of the unknown spirit, danced back to their special hut or clubhouse. So this is, this is clubhouse. This hip, okay, I'll let you, this is amazing though. It goes very deeply into the induction of hypnosis, mass hypnosis, subconscious minds, hypnotized minds, reinforce, okay, I'll read one more quote from the short story. Later, and this was a culmination of his work, that's Hascomb, this, you know, British hypnotist guy that is shipwrecked and kidnapped by this weird tribe in Africa. Later. And this was the culmination of his work. He found that when he made a suggestion to several subjects at once, the telepathic effect was much stronger than if he had done it one at a time. The hypnotized minds were reinforcing each other. Quote, I'm after the super consciousness. Quote, Hascomb said, quote, and I've already got the rudiments of it after the super consciousness. Collective hypnosis, before any of this technology existed in a fiction. Okay, there we go. Curse. Wow, that's crazy. That's that's incredible. So they're like pre, you know, thinking all this stuff. They, they know, what is it, essays of a biologist? Is that the, what it was? Yeah. <clears throat> wow, that's incredible. By the way, I just want to confirm that this is Michael Alec with Gigi Allen. They're on the same show in '93, and then Alec would kill and cut up that guy in the back. Yeah, that's definitely him. It's 100% confirmed. This is him right here. Well, then you know, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm not into generating, you know, associations. Um, I think I lost my video. Can you still hear me? No, you lost your video. Let's just stop cam. It's fine. That's fine. Okay. So, um, you know, I, you don't, I'm, we're not, I'm not drawing a conclusion, but look at him being on the same show with Gigi Allen. And these people got mass media coverage. Right. And, and going, what was the, the date of that, um, the, the Huxley story? I, I, I'm I, trying I, to I, figure it out. I think it said if it's essays of a biologist. I'm trying to find I've got, it. Let me just bring up the link. Um, yeah. I just, that was just, but it, this is amazing. I 1923, mean, I think. Is what it's okay, okay, there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I was uh, still early. Yeah. Um, he, uh, Julian Huxley was a big time writer. He wrote a lot of stuff. But Julian Huxley is almost forgotten, right? He was yeah. UNESCO. He was United Nations, right? Yeah. You know, and everyone knows Aldous Huxley. Um, and so, uh, 
I thought it was earlier. I'm, I'm so I'm sorry about, it. but it's still, uh, well, no, but that's a r- right around the time, you know, with the influencing machine, and basically, I mean that that doesn't. I'm, let me see when he. Um, I'm trying to find uh, when he wrote that. Um, but signals in, in Department of Zoology Signals Intelligence Corporation, but this. Short story, which I don't know if any, I think I'm the only person to really bring, uh, bring this up is it, I mean, it is like a template for what we're talking about, right? Is it not, I mean, the, and, and it's written, but it's not like a, it's like almost like a, I mean, it's not even a, um, uh, you know, how do you say it? It's not even like a, um, you know, it's not like a, a story. It's like the way I was reading from it. It sounds almost like a, a bio, the way they're describing super going after the super consciousness right, right. To, to integrate and generate mass hypnosis, hypnosis right. in simultaneity. So when, you know, people are, you know, the influencing machine. Okay. And I'm just, you know, I'm not going ancient aliens or whatever, but um, just to throw it out there, what if there was something to all these people all over the world describing the same thing happening? Right. Right. No, it's incredible. I mean, it really is incredible. It reminds me of mass uh, formation psychosis or something where the same thing happened over uh, this whole COVID where everybody kind of just unhinged themselves from reality. Like they did it through the TV and through the application of propaganda, so something very similar happened. Probably with massive, like in massive intents, like scientific intent in application, that that happened. Absolutely, um, and and you know, this is the thing. It's you know, part of it is, you know, to realize that you know even. I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, they talk, you know, about stuff. Even I saw, like, you know, I've seen certain articles I wrote or whatever, you know, people are sort of, you know, borrowing the material. But, um, you know, so I'm going to a deeper level, but, you know, I'm trying to impart this thing is that, you know, and I I can go deeper. Like, that's, I, I did mention last time I had these books coming out. I'm trying to get these original source documents discussing this whole thing, um, even with the jazz age being the first rollout of the 1960s. And so, um, you know, you, you add and subtract, you know, from the mix, you know, in terms of, you know, um, well, we'll get into this later, but like the Mandela effect, quote unquote, right. But there's a lot of things with that where, of course, when you have a digitized history, you can change anything, you know, I mean, and I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not like, uh, I, I don't I I, I I don't think it's beneficial to you know just to say oh everything's fake everything's this everything's that no you need to analyze you need to have your um, you know your your awareness engaged um, and you can't um, you know you can't say everything's fake this is stuff when dude you blew me away that guy that killer is on the same show with Gigi Allen. Yep. That Michael Alec, yeah. And who were these guys? They're just some party guy. Right? Yeah. 
There's, you know, you go wherever you live, man. There's party guys. Why are these guys on the national media? He was just a hustler selling drugs, right? Selling drugs and being like a scenester. You know, yeah, he was a scenester. That's what he was hired to do: is promote. Uh, he was like a club promoter. It was. It was mostly. Was it that that the Studio Sixty Four or was other other clubs? Right, pretty much all over the the whole thing with the the clubs and drugs. Um, right. So he had drugs was, and was a club guy. I forgot what he was doing. Like, um, I mean, he was definitely um, selling a lot of drugs. Yeah. yeah no uh, but but that but he was a killer, right? And then it's like, how is he on the same show? Of Gigi Allen, that's just serendipity, right? But how's a guy that does a Joker movie, which see, it's you can see that as the latest iteration, right? Running this, well, it's the same script or the same, you know, sort of archetypal layering, right? Where um, uh, the uh, you know the Joker and Gigi Allen are closely connected, right? You know, I mean, you, yes. you agree with me on that? Yeah, like a public Joker, yeah. Joker's kind of like G.G. Allen in some ways. Like, he's beyond good and evil, right? And he's yeah, having absolutely. a good time. Like, the joke is on the people that he's talking to. Like, reality's a big joke. <clears throat> no, I, I, absolutely. Um, and, and, and But then how about the director? With, okay, uh, enough of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, these are these are things where, as we go further into this material, you'll see that, it's, you know, there's direct connections and talking about these influencing machines, talking about mass telepathy. Well, just go to the next slide. Okay. And then here's the next slide. So this is, um, uh, this is uh, just a, a, you know, from Sidney uh, Gottlieb and Swedker, um interview with Gottlieb. Some of the projects under MK Ultra involved hypnosis. Is that correct? Gottlieb, yes. Uh, Swedsker, did any of these projects involve something called radio hypnotic, hypnotic intercerebral control, which is a combination, I, as I understand it, of radio transmission and hypnosis? You, you just want to leave it right there? Yeah. Right. Well, no, just that uh, we want to uh, uh, jump in on that. Oh, I'm just saying, like, this brings to mind Radio Man, right? The person talking to Sirhan Sirhan. Literally, uh, the shooting of RFK by Sirhan Sirhan was two days ago. So I think it was, what, the uh, 65th anniversary of that shooting? So, and that guy, there's, like, known that Sirhan Sirhan was talking to somebody called Radio Man through a radio. It's off the charts. So... This is something they were tinkering around with. And Gottlieb was what MK Ultra had from fifty-three to whatever in the sixties or something. So they were tinkering tinkering around with this stuff, there's no doubt. Yeah. And it's okay, but okay, the next let's just finish this. I'm reading it because yeah, because we're we're not we're not on videos. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I 
guess people can see the PowerPoint, but radio hypnotic intercerebral control. Um, so intercerebral means what? Both, both brain hemispheres, right? right. Um, in layman's terms of radio transmission and hypnosis. So notice we have two different signal chains, signal vectors. One of them being the actual media, the actual words, the actual imagery, the actual content of the media, right? right. Media content. Um, and then you have a, a, a middle component, which is what absorbing that content does to your brain, right? That's why Marshall McLuhan says the medium is a message. Right. There's certain types of things that you take in, depending on how you take it in. You know, if, if you're texting all day, you know, you know, whatever, um, you're staring at, you go, Pokemon Go. I, I've talked about that a while ago. It's Pokemon Go, which turns out was funded by the CIA. Pokemon Go was an example of mass hypnosis programming. Um, but you have the effect of the, okay, you have the, the nerve. What it means is that your, your brain, your mind, you have the reticular activating system, which is the, the part of your brain that filters reality in a certain way, right? It's, it's a, Sort of, ne it's necessary. It's there, but you won't pay attention to certain stimuli. But anyways, so you have what that's doing to you, and then hypnosis. So you have the radio transmission. So the question itself frames it: the, What is the actual frequency signal doing? What is the carrier wave inducing? What is the electronic media? Right? What is right. the signal interference? And and Gottlieb, my answer is no, none whatsoever. And then Gottlieb responds, well, I'm just trying to be responsive to the terms you used. As I remember it, there was a current interest, running interest, all the time in what affects people standing in the field of radio energy have. What effect people's standing in the field of radio energy have. And it could easily have been that somewhere in many projects look at this weasel words right, right. i mean come on man <laughs> you know? right. uh, someone someone was trying to see if you could hypnotize someone Sorry. that that would seem like a reasonable piece of research to do thanks sydney that yeah, isn't that the most indirect text right look at that someone right. someone someone hypothetically reasonable piece of research so right. that's from the um church committee right yes, yes. yeah so Schweiker was kind of either the head or high up on there talking to these guys trying to get to the bottom of the stuff it's incredible but so he was a, he would think he was a senator too Schweiker so but but let me just I don't want to go too tangential because I'm trying to get through the material, but but notice Gottlieb is using he's well people may not know about um, you know you ever done any stuff on like NLP neurolinguistic a little bit so neurolinguistic programming right? Um, right that's a whole nother people drop the term oh they're using NLP people don't know what NLP is and how it developed and what it actually is right I mean there's um, I sort of got in a, a kerfuffle with uh, someone's name I won't mention on a show when he said 
The trivium is, you know, weaponized oh, trivium is mind control. But what I said is that mind control, if it's the actual trivium, right, which is the, you know, the traditional sort of, you know, way of learning, you know, you know, logic, grammar, rhetoric, whatever, it's, it's not, it's not mind control. And how could it be? Because it's, it's like, you know, you learn how to paint a house, you know, you're not, you know, you're learning how to paint yourself, you know, paint yourself into a corner or, or you know, put what you know, what I mean, you're learning a skill. You learn how to drive a car. You know, yeah, you can learn how to drive a car. Is that weaponized? Well, if you can't drive a car, you're just weaponized because you can't drive. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying. So we have to be careful with the the levels of the skill. But in neurolinguistic programming, um, a lot of it was based on um, it was Bandler and Grindler. Um, you know, you know, became very, very prominent in self-help movement until it was implemented on the general population, and then it sort of faded into obscurity. But it, you know, it really works with language, mind. Um, but one of the main progenitors, um, I mean, the the sort of founding father, really. You have uh, Searle, but you have uh, Eric, Milton Erickson, right? So Milton Erickson, Ericksonian hypnosis, right? Ericksonian hypnosis is embedded commands within statements, right? Within a statement, you'll embed a command by valencing certain words and you'll create it. You can just put, just talking to them, you put someone in hypnosis. So right at the offset, um, you know, Gottlieb is using a hypnotic technique. Well, so, well, pause. I am trying to be responsive to the terms you use. Okay, my answer is no. I am trying to be responsive to the terms you used. So this is this is the beginning. It's it's a hypnotic command language. I mean it's not only that, it's okay, I won't go through the whole analysis. It's a little bit you know, it would be too much, but as but people I, are using it, if you look into Tony Robbins, there's tapes of videos of him online using NLP techniques look, on his audiences and himself. Like okay. they use gestures associated with words. So like I have to hit them chest will to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, so there framing. would be, yeah, yeah. Anchors, right? And so yeah, anchors. They, yeah, framing, exactly. Anchors. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, and one interesting, you know, offshoot of NLP was the PUI. The pickup artist, right? People, right. whatever they're called. You know, they had the show on MTV. Um, you know, the, you know, the, the using. In fact, um, this guy gave me. Um, unfortunately, he. Okay, I don't want, want to go into too much detail. He's he's no longer with us in the realm of the living. But you know, I got some stuff from his family, and one of these things was a ten CD course, right, on NLP to pick up women. And it was right. some guy giving a seminar. This was like a seven hundred dollar you know, box set, um, you know, uh, but anyways, it was straight LP and how to do that language framing, tone, voice, Ericksonian hypnosis. But just to break this down just a little bit, as I remember it, as I remember it. So, so this is like, as you remember it, right? So this is anyways, there was a current, current electrical current running, running current, right? All the time. Current interest, running interest, all the time. And what affects, and this is a weird phrase, what affects people's, not what affects a person, people's. So so look at this. Um, so 
this is very important actually. What he's saying to those in the know, peoples, they they not so it's a possessive, right? So this is peoples with apostrophe s. And what affects people standing in the field of radio energy have? What if people standing? This is standing before the law. This is people's being possessed by these frequencies. And so standing in a radio beam, standing, standing. So this is standing. This is a legal term. This is in Congress, standing before the law. Do you have standing? Right. Those are huge issues with this whole vote fraud thing. Did you have standing to bring the case? Well, but notice how he's using the word standing. It's a very weird answer, isn't it? Yeah. Standing and then standing in a radio beam. Standing in a radio beam. Okay, so anyways, people, but it's peoples that affect people standing. Look, actually, no, what affects people standing? Are they still legally, do they still have a legal standing if right. they're controlled by this? Right? Could that, am I, I don't know. Wrong? Good question. But that, if you look at that um, that text, um, it, it, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't it make, okay, anyways, I don't want to belabor it, but think about it as a legal thing people standing you wouldn't say uh, current interest uh, what affects people standing he's saying people standing in the field of radio energy yeah. well, you know it's not saying what effects it has on people standing it you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. anyways um I, but what do you think about that like that that legal terminology is, is quite interesting right it is interesting yeah the word standing it, it goes way back and standing relates to somebody being affected by some type of act, action has to have standing to do it. So I can't bring a case for you. If you got wronged, I cannot stand in your position. You know, if you got hit by a car, I can't bring a case for you. You have to have some type of tort, some form of harm happen to you. So that's kind of, that's that's the basis of the use of that term standing. But standing is a type of, of being, right? I mean, right. In, in terms of the law, standing is like almost your being. Like yeah. your status, your existential possibilities, right? Of what you can and can't do, or even how you're defined, as you know, as you said. So it's there's also this idea of the okay, voluntarily standing. Oh, well, I've just told them what we're doing in this weird, you know, hypnotic suggestion. Okay, answer, but let, let's move on so I don't I don't go too No, but that is interesting. This goes all the way back to the importance of the church committee. Right. This goes all the way back because it wasn't just about getting information about kind of the assassination, but get everything, MK Ultra, all kinds of stuff. They investigated everything. And then Church died like young, fifty six. Fairly yeah. young, you know. So. You know. Um so you're getting my, my audio, right? Yes. Uh, that's good. Okay, cool. Yes. All right, cool. Well, let's move on. Right. So um so all of this, um, you know, we have, you know, as I open the show with, there's different levels. So let's hit another level or just another um, aspect, summoning the third aeon, right? And so this is a quote about someone who was at the, uh, the Altamont concert. Strangely, several of the kids were stripping off their clothes and crawling to the stage as if it were a high altar, there to offer themselves as victims for the 
boots and cues of the angels. Those are pool sticks, right? So pool right. sticks. The, the more they were beaten and bloodied, the more they were impelled as if by some supernatural force to offer themselves as su- as human sacrifices to these agents of Satan. <laughs> wow. And that's from the Altamont concert, right? Which was, well, as we'll see, you know, is, anyways, go, go ahead, boy. No, but the but the Altamont concert was the bookend to the bloody 60s, right? That's where it all ended. That's kind of was the the final final book on everything. Like they're playing Sympathy for the Devil or whatever. A lot of people were there at Altamont too, strangely enough. It was like weird stuff. Do you know that Jolly and West was like involved in getting Altamont? Like No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh my god, you're kidding yeah, me. Like, no, I'm not kidding oh you at all. God. He's involved. Leary's there. So Leary, you have him on the slides. Leary was Leary. flown in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leary was there, but I mean, I mean that like that is like some of the stuff like that because I you know I got into that party kid killer thing you know for a bit you know a couple right, of years ago, so I knew about that case for quite a lot and seeing him there and then you telling me that Jolly West was involved in all the yeah money. no doubt There's absolutely no doubt that he was involved in some kind of like I'm gonna get. I'm that suggesting Altamont, Altamont was an alternate it was an alternate venue. Right? So there. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm here. I'm here. No, I'm, just... I'm almost, yeah. He was almost I'm like an, as an alter, alternate thing. Yeah. I forgot how it happened. Oh, let me see if I can find it. But, find you know, that, that's, um, you know, that's just wild. Like, you know, if, if, you know, Leary being there, you know, of course, then you have the, the quote-unquote, you know, um, Mandela effect. Oh, Tim, quote from Timothy Leary. I had to attend a psychology conference where I was a keynote speaker. So I was unfortunately unable to attend Altamont. Yeah, you got pictures of him sitting on the throne stage, you know, yeah. before the ritual died him. Um, you know, of, uh, yeah. But Gigi yeah. Allen crawling boots and cues of the angel you know, being uh, crawling on the stage to the high altar is that not what Gigi Allen is doing when you crawl before your lord satan you're you know abusing yourself you know you're, you're whatever it's the you know unless you're like hanging out with Elon Musk man you know, that's your okay, anyways, go ahead. right but that's but, but it's amazing like this stripping off their clothes and crawling to the stage, right? So we can go through one of those things of the influencing machine, right? No right. clothes or crawling. One of the things of that story by Julian Huxley, they they could be made to act like animals. Various animals, right? right? Crawling like animals. Okay. But yeah. That's uh, that's that's wild. Like, I mean, if, if Jolly West is there, you know, with his... No, I got I'm trying to find that reference. Yeah, I, I'm almost positive he was involved in some way or another. But did you know that uh, Ken Kesey was there, too, or was involved? Um, I, I didn't, actually. Well, well yeah. one thing we should say about Altamont real quick is this yeah, was... We could do a whole other show on Altamont. Yeah, yeah. So much Altamont was the first yeah. ever live broadcast snuff film. 
and right. it opens up and it's it was also it's considered to be like a uh, an important art film right because you have what you call a meta it's a meta film meaning that the film opens up with Mick Jagger in the cutting room right in the film when they had actual physical film he's in the cutting room reviewing the footage of this concert and so it was filmed they had the whole film crew and then the film came out and it starts out with him in the editing room just as the movie white noise um you know which um you know i did that you know we a little bit on that. I know you've done shows on white noise. It opens with the same thing. It's a mirror image. It's 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 another weird mirror imaging. White noise opens with the professor presenting clips of car crashes. Give me shelter, the film. Give me shelter. If I don't get some shelter, okay, whatever. The Stones, blah, blah, blah. That song, the movie, and it just, oh, it just so happened we're shooting this film and it just so happens that this killing green is killed. The green man is sacrificed. Oh, and then but let's open the film up, not with a memorial to the guy who died. Let's open the film up, you know, with disclaimer. This was in a, you know, because you, you watch movies from that era. Still, you're going to see relatively conservative filmmaking unless it's like, you know, sleazy LSD lesbians, you know, at Satan's Castle or something, you know, one of those schlock movies. Um, generally speaking, you know, there's still a running, you know, social decorum. It would start out with a, with a, a opening statement. Someone was killed at this concert. We regret any scenes of violence that are shown. No, you start out with Mick Jagger as the alchemist in his chamber looking at the pre-scripted event in the film editing machine just as you see the same thing in the film white noise i know um you follow me with that? i mean yep yep so i mean this is uh yep it's uh i mean it's the same thing though right i mean it, it's like you know this, this was they're showing you that this was pre this like we're editing this movie, um, but you know all these bands played, man, right? But the only footage we ever have of Altamont is just the Rolling Stones in that documentary, right? Did right. all the major bands of that era play there? Yeah, it was uh, let's see, Jefferson Airplane, Rolling Stones. Um, who else was in it? I can't think of anything offhand. It's with uh... Santana. Santana, Santana, that's right. Santana, he says that um, he's like, oh, well, I'm not sure what happened, but I guess I guess the astrologer should have looked more carefully because things were not aligned. Aligned, right? Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. So yeah, they were. There's all the big ones were there. So yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So so, anyways, um, so let's continue. So that's kind of like the kind of stage. Look at the star, the golden star there on the bottom or whatever. I mean, look at that star, though. Yeah. yeah that star. I mean, these pictures, right? And these are like scripted. You know, these are like the scripted epic epic pictures, right? Uh, I, I, you know, you could, if you want to bring up some more pictures, because we see the sign. I can. can. You, can you bring, you, you can go to Google if you want real quick. Okay, let me see. Bring up some more images from the, the show. And what you know what that star that star is because that's a very interesting 
It's obviously an occult symbol. Um, it's, it's similar to what you see in the CIA headquarters, is it not? Right, the kind of like multi, what do you call it, like different beams coming out of the star. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure that Jolly West was involved in in some type of selection of that venue because they moved the venue to Altamont, if I remember. Oh. That's how crazy it is. I have to go back and find that reference. Okay, well, no, but that that show, I mean, even Altamont. See, we got further in, we'll go through the my PowerPoint and talk about Alamut, right? Alamut. So, without bringing the picture up, what was the symbol Mick Jagger was wearing? The Omega, the Alpha and the Omega. I am the Alpha and the Omega. This is the Omega, Omega point. This is the end, right? right. With his red satanic cape. Um, yeah. And the way they edited the footage for the documentary, Gimme Shelter, that they changed the song because he was playing, you know, um, they changed the, they changed the, I think they changed it to what the song Gimme Shelter actually when, when the murder happened, right? Uh, and when it actually, it was Sympathy for the Devil that they were playing when the, he was murdered. They actually changed the soundtrack. Nice. You know that? Nope. Yeah, they edited the soundtrack for that movie, um, which was that, yeah, when they were playing Sympathy, Sympathy for the Devil, and they changed the song, they changed the audio track um, when, the, when the killing happened in the <laughs> film. You know what I mean? So they manipulated right. it, you know. Um, so, but anyways, he was, uh, his shirt symbol was an Omega, right? So he has the Omega, Omega Man. You know that movie, Omega Right, Man? yeah, that's Chet Heston, right? Charlton Heston, uh, best friends with Jolly and West. Yep. Oh, dude, you know, I got to, um, I, I got, when I was a, like a little kid, um, I actually got to sit next to Charlton Heston on an airplane, man. Wow. And my, my, uh, my, uh, my, my cousin, you know, much older from California, because my uncle was a pilot, lived in California, it was a first class, and Charlton Heston was there, and, you know, I lost it, you know, I was probably five years old or something, but I lost the, uh, the thing, you know, but I Charlton Heston, he's like one of the great bad actors, you know, I mean, right. you know, oh my God, what is it, Planet of the Apes, well, Planet of the Apes, this is all, see, we're tying all these things together, um, which is, you know, it's, it's much easier to almost do, di you know, a dialogue um, that, you know, Planet of the Apes, Charlton Heston, because part of this with with the um, what Julian Huxley is talking about, this sort of collective hypnosis triggers going to the supra consciousness, creating mass collective impulses is that certain actors get associated with certain characters right and a uh, planet of the apes is actually very important but he he was in a, a number of those um you know uh, uh, you know uh, apocalyptic films right um in the 70s but uh, anyways right okay well we can go back to the powerpoint okay let's go back okay so um, I'll just read my slide here. Um, Rolling Stone magazine featured a cover story on the event on January 21st, 1970, 121. Okay. They, the, they interview a concert goer regarding the ritual murder. Quote, I think there were two people that stabbed him. One had his hair straight. It was straight and thick and it was straight back, combed straight back. Okay. What I'm, telling you also is notice what is coming 
into the media. The mass media is a Rolling Stone interview of this concert girl, right? So just notice some, okay, and maybe people talk this way naturally, I'm just saying. Okay, comb straight back. The front of his, you know, he combed it back so much that the front of his head was kind of bald, getting thin. I know what it looks, he looks like, but I can't describe him. What? We rubbed his back up and down to get the blood off so we could see, and there was a big hole on his spine. And a big hole on the side. And there was a big hole in his temple. A big open slice. You could see all the way in. You could see inside. You could see at least an inch down and stuff. You know. And then there was a big hole right there's no ribs on his back. And then the side of his head was just sliced open. I couldn't see so far in. It was bleeding quite heavy. But his back wasn't bleeding too heavy after that. There, all of us were drenched in blood. That's a pretty, well, pretty far out. Crazy. Well, I mean, I wouldn't get into that. But this is also how people are perceiving the event. This is how the event is being disseminated in consciousness, right? It's being magnified. Okay. Or, or, but, Absolutely magnified. Yeah, no doubt. But but just note what I'm. I this is a super complex subject. I won't get into it. But notice straight, 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 straight. Comb straight back. Of course, straight was what? Straight was the enemy, right? For the counterculture. Right. 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 Straight, straight, straight. He noticed all these details. Straight back, straight back. He combed it back. Combed it back. The back of his. This is this. And imagine some hippie tripping on LSD. This is this is a hypnotic suggestion command. But anyways, see inside, blah, blah, blah. I won't go into it, but it's it's like a... Why would you even include... If someone is that burned out and actually said that to me in an interview, I wouldn't include them in my article. But anyways, move on. We can go to the next slide. All right, let's go to the next slide. I got about another 15 minutes. Okay. Um, Old Man of the Mountain, yeah. Yep. Um, That's the uh, Ibn... Whatever. Hassani 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 right? And so this yeah. is, um, um, you know, uh, uh, he's very, very prominent um, in a lot of ways, right? So Hassani Saba yeah. uh, was sort of an apostate, Ismail, it's called Ismailis, and they were sort of an apostate Islamic group. But, anyways, they ended up like creating this sort of mind-controlled paradise where people would get kidnapped. They would wake up in this beautiful, um, you know. Paradise used to be kind of like a square. It used to be kind of an internal courtyard. That's where the word comes from in Persian, right? So that's how we get the word paradise is like some, gar almost a garden of earthly delights, right? Yeah, but Hassani Saba was, you know, he was an actual person, right? He was very powerful politically. Um, they had this mountain forced fortress where Alamut, Alamut, Altamont, basically Altamont, oh, wow. Altamont is the same word. That was oh, his wow. fortress. And he, they, they had embedded assassins all throughout the world. They could kill with impunity. I mean, they were feared. Um, but I'll read the quote. Um, but old man of the, he was called the old man of the mountain with his secret mountain citadel. People, initiates would be drugged. They'd wake up and they'd be surrounded by beautiful naked women. They'd be, this is when it was like, you know, you couldn't hear music, you know, strict, you know, Islamic culture. 
naked women, drugs, wine. They thought they were, they had gone to heaven. They thought they were literally in heaven. They woke up and they're literally in this paradise. Um, and they can do anything they want, and then they come back, and then they're initiated as assassins and trained, and they have their own military. But, okay, there it is. Quote, um, the initiates will be drugged with hashish and then awakened to a veritable paradise. I guess I just said that without um, reading the quote. It's actually my own quote, but... Okay, where beautiful women pleasured them and wine and intoxicants flowed freely, Saba convinced his followers that they had been taken to paradise, and many were willing to sacrifice their lives to attain it again. Uh, Saba or Sabbatean uh, heresy went against the core values of Islam, um, but could be philosophically supported under the rubric Ismaili beliefs by performing that time itself had ended. So time had ended, the end of history, right? The fourth industrial revolution. And since we live in the post-Kiamat, Kiamat means the day of judgment, right? We live in a post-Kiamat era. They're saying that time already ended. We've already, the day of judgment has happened. This is not even real. Um, um, breaking, keeping the codes were no longer necessary. In fact, the breaking of these codes was required. So that's do what thou wilt. And he actually, okay, you can go to the next slide. Um, Sani Saba, so it comes up, Hashishan. So this is a Let It Bleed album cover um, that has the song Gimme Shelter. Um, there's a bunch of symbolic imagery in here. You have the band on the front, um, you have the tire, there's you know, the clock, and then you have the shattered image. Um, and this is a precursor to the Altamont concert thing. And it's a very odd. Um, if, um, and look, there's a film can. There was never a film Rolling Stones Let It Bleed. That's a film canister. You see that? Oh, you're right. Yep, yep. And there's yep. a clock, clock facing. There's a lot of symbolism in this. I won't. And it shows the film sticking out. That's not tape. That's film. Right. This, 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 is, a, this is a preview. Yeah. Um, or Crowley and Leary. Wow. Okay. So, um, so basically, Alistair Crowley, um, you know, he acquired the Enochian keys of John D, and was intent on accessing the promised nineteenth dimension ethers of consciousness, alternate realities D described. Here, um, in the use of a person as a material basis to invoke the spirit. So this is a quote from Crowley. Here, in the use of a person as a material basis, that means that you are being used as fodder to invoke the spirit you are being that you know what i mean this right. is a, you're you're the sack you're the materia you are the lead you are going to that concert you are being used the ritual the people that attended altamont were the material basis for the spell right. works upon the mass humanity right. this is crawling okay was a starting was a startling innovation in tradition. So, so what he's saying here is that um, the use of a person as a material basis. So, you know, this is also almost like legal language, right? Material basis means as the inhabitation of the of the ritual. Not not you're not talking about human sacrifice. You're talking about collective. We'll go on. I wrote moreover a ritual on entirely new principles. I retained the Kabbalistic names and formula, but wrote most of the invocations in poetry. Okay, 
mostly invocations and poetry. That means what? It's art. It's right. art. It is. It is a entertainment. It is a literature. Whatever. The idea was to work up the magical enthusiasm. So, what well, you want to say something about magical enthusiasm? It doesn't mean like, hey, let's go do magic, right? It, Um, right. Yeah, I think he had. I think he had like a ritual called energized enthusiasm or something like that. If I remember. But enthusiasm means what to be filled with spirit. Right. right there you go. So through the exhilaration induced by music, so the, he's the italicized words. Poetry is italicized. Music is italicized. Confessions. Alistair Crowley, page six three three. Um, magical enthusiasm means to work up the spiritual possession of the audience through the material base they become the material basis they become the, the well obviously we're not going to get through the whole this whole thing today so but as when we finish this you'll see how this ties in but so then um leary recreating crowley's ritual intense visions of entire histories of the world floating pyramids, a cosmic ferry boat between life and death and, a, and an ascent into the moon in the morning, um, Leary walked in circles, reuniting, uh, reciting Enochian magic spells, refusing to communicate with Barrett, who wrote this book about them doing the ritual. And John D. appeared to both of them. Do you know that? John D. manifested to both Leary and Barrett when they uh, when they re they redid the the the. Corazon um, summoning. Corazon, yeah. They Corazon. were both in Algeria. Barrett, for people who don't know, was Leary's buddy. He was a drug dealer. But they were in Busada together, yeah. That's kind of where Leary kind of like, hey, I'm carrying on the tradition of Crowley. But no, but he, they literally like they literally did the ritual and John D came and manifested. Wow, and then, then you got Leary on the 60th anniversary of Crowley's ritual, the exact date, is sitting on stage at Altamont for wow. the human sacrifice. Wow. For, that's crazy. You know, and that, you know, that's just a coincidence, right? Um, you know, Larry, sure who was like public enemy number one, suddenly is able just to travel back to the States. No problem, bro. Come on back. But I mean, it goes very detailed. I mean, they met, I mean, Leary... Like, so the ethers, the Enochian keys, um, which are, you know, um, we can find this in string theory. Um, but I will posit one thing that is that um, part of this process, right, of uh, usurping the will of humanity is that, you know, as I open up with, I mean, there are different dimensions, right, of experience. I mean, we can experience them in a lot of different ways, but, you know, this you know, there's dark and light, but I mean, they are, they're trying to access interdimensional. They're trying, you know, this is a very high level, um, operation and, 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 you know, they're pretty detailed string theory talks about these different dimensions. You have 11 dimensions, you have 21 dimensions, 19 dimensions. Um, but this is all interlocked, interlinked then with the ritual sacrifice. And then with the Omega Crowley is the alpha, and Mick Jagger's the Omega, right? Redoing the same ritual 60 years, closing the cycle, bringing in the third Aeon. Um, just, right, it's December 6th, 1909. Yep, and December 6th, 1969. Right, oh, wow, that's amazing. You got about, we do, um, 
What's that? We, um, we have to, if you have to bounce, we can do one. That's more. all right. We can, well, there it is. So that's the next, that's what you're saying on the next, the numerology. It makes perfect sense. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. And, and that is, again, Mick Jagger has the Omega sign. And Leary, who had recreated this ritual, note for note. Um, so let's, let's go back. I guess we can go through all this. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You got about, so you've so, got the 77 days. Yeah. You know, so you have, um, and then 799. I mean, there's there's a bunch of, um, I, I, you know what? This side was running out of time, so I kind of slopped this together. But 8888-1969, um, which is Manson Murders, between the Beatles, or Evan, um, you have that 799 days. Um, you have the Summer of Love, 11467. To Manson is 937 days. Um, you know, uh, 1818, I'll get all the numerology. But there's um, there's a lot of uh, things um, that, that are, there's a lot of weird, um, I just, you know, threw this together, but I mean, just that, right? There, just that is remarkable, yeah. I mean, and, I don't, I, it can't be by accident. And then Alamont, right, which is Hassani Saba, who was really the first sex, drugs, and rock and roll guy, right? He, he, um, his son, basically, he said, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Literally. I wow. mean, he said, he said, you know, the chains of the law are broken. Um, he was assassinated, but he literally um, said the same thing. And, and he was, who really promoted him? William S. Burroughs, right? Right. That's right. Yeah. And the old, you know, old man of the mountain, but he, Hassan, Hassan Saba um, is, and he ties into Sabatai Zebi, right? Um, and Zabatai. If you want it, you want an interesting connection, you can go watch performance that was directed by Donald Camel and, I, and, 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 uh, Mick Jagger's reading from a book, reciting stuff from dude, Hassan Saba. Dude. Dude, that's great. You're great. You're kidding me. Go forward a bit. There, I have a slide on the movie performance. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, wait, uh, they may be out of order. But um, Camel actually sat on Curly's knee. Like he, his dad yeah. wrote a biography about him. You know what? Maybe we can um, we can call it here because I, I may have okay. Uh, say, okay. you just I just flip through all the slides. I ha I have something on. That's it. Uh, you don't have anything on performance yet, but that'll be oh, the next oh, no, show. No, no, no. Uh, you know what? I sent you the oh, okay. um, uh, oh video. Well, no, no. When I converted it. Um, the, uh, I guess it, there's a bunch of missing slides. Cause I had all that stuff. In fact, I had all, that's why I was surprised at 60. It should be, um, how many slides do you have? Let see if I got it. I only had one. When you sent something to me, you so sent I the have, Gigi have, Allen uh, links, but I don't have all the slides. Let me see. Let me double up. Maybe I have it. No, you only sent me one PDF. That was it. This is it. F 15 slides. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. So, That'll be the next show. Where can people find your, your material, Hans? Okay. Um, Hansutter.com, musicmindcontrol.wordpress.com. Um, and hopefully, you know, I, I'll be getting this out. Um, yeah, so that's the main thing. Shoot me an email, Hansutter at hotmail.com. Appreciate any communication. I've got uh, several books coming out. Just trying to get the logistics there. But um, What are the subject of your books that are coming out? Um, what are the subject well, of well, actually, there's a lot of backlog stuff, right? I just, I just did a major, I did an academic publication a couple academic. days ago. That was pain in the ass. But that's probably, you know, those books are, but anyways, that actually is quite. Guys, 
Yeah, guys, look for version six of this series. We're going to go into performance. I know a lot about performance. I know a lot about Campbell so, and, and well, Mick Jagger. I'll have the videos, too. I'll have the videos ready, and we'll upload them. Yeah. The, the, that 6G stuff that was, like, I was like, it's the, they're not there in what we did. I have a whole, I have two slides on performance, man, which is nice. when you brought that up. There, uh, I guess I, I didn't, um, I, whatever, when I bounced it out of the PDF, I didn't save it with that. But performance is yeah that's that's exactly where i was going to go before it's considered before. to be the one of the, the top 100 british films ever made was performance uh by camel literally you can go up look at his dad donald camel's dad you see a biography of alistair Crowley. who knew him when he was in scotland so crazy stuff really cr interesting connection but we'll go into that version six so hans Utter, last name spelled u-t-t-e-r and this was mk ultra for the masses music is the weapon from Manson to the Technotronic, Technotronic Control State number five. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah. Hey, and William, just real quick. Yeah. Just yeah. Say, um, so my books, I've got um, several books on uh, the music stuff, um, including you know, something more historical healing, da, da, da. Then I've got a um, couple fiction works, and I've got some uh, basically, I guess you could call self-help books, but basically it different kinds of programs and stuff so i've got uh, you know three different series um they'll be coming out soon and so yeah absolutely and, nice. and you can find those on your you can find links to them on your website correct you will be able to find them i have a web designer who's doing my website and hopefully it will be done soon so okay, um yeah so he's he's got the links he just got to put those in um, awesome awesome right. thanks so much for your time fascinating again another superb job on a fascinating conversation thanks so much for your time hey uh william thank you so much for having me man. all right cheers cheers with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.